Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 11 of Flip It or Skip It, we'll be talking about magazines. Ooh, magazines. That's one of my favorite things to collect. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick up a vintage magazine. It's like stepping back in time. Yes. All the old ads and the photographs and the articles about things that they just seem like they're from another world. All of it. Uh, my favorite thing to do when I, in my you know slow moments is sit down and, and reach uh, on the shelf under my coffee table and pull out one of the vintage magazines that I have in there and just start thumbing through it going, wow, look at that. Wow, can you believe they used to do their hair that way? Oh, man, <laughs> look at that suit. That's really cool. Oh, I didn't know they had these things to buy back then. I, I just like them. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. I I don't, I look through some, but I mostly like to flip them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did that for for quite a while, flip uh, magazines. And uh, books were, were my primary thing that mm-hmm. I was selling online mm-hmm. uh, because I enjoy shopping for books and buying books. And I like the feel of books and, and magazines were kind of an outgrowth of that. So I, I flipped magazines for a while, but uh, the last time I downsized, I made a decision. This was five years ago that I was going to be done with all of that. And so I sold them as a, as a lot, mm-hmm. got disposed of them and, uh, and you know what? The next time I walked into the store that had them, I bought some more. So I've st- <laughs> I've still got stacks of them. And I'm looking. I was looking at it this morning, going, you know, I really ought to sell these. So uh, I'll probably dust off my eBay store. And uh, I've been using it for buying, but I haven't done any selling for ah. a couple of few years. Yep. Well, it's time. You know, the- I guess so. It's time to dust off the magazines and and mm-hmm. start digging into the research. Yes, it is. I'll do that on my free time. There you go. Well, you know, I have I have um, cubbyhole shelves in my office, and I had four, maybe five holes of square holes that were totally filled with magazines. Really? Yes. So I collected, um, I collect them for a few years at a time. And then mm-hmm. once um, that I'm tired of looking at them, then I sit down and I start sorting them and right. I sort them by the name of them. Mm-hmm. And then once they're all sorted, then I will start to research them one by one. Well, I was looking around in your eBay store this morning, just kind of getting my thoughts together for for our conversation here today. And you have several dozen magazines up. And and it was an interesting, uh, eclectic selection of uh, magazines. Well, first of all, I thought that you had them priced reasonably. How do you ship these? Priority mail? Generally, um, I ship pretty much everything priority mail unless mm-hmm. it's under a pound, which some magazines will be under a pound, so I can right. I can ship those first class. One mistake that people make is they think that magazines can be shipped media mail, right. and they do not qualify 
under media mail and you can um you know get that pulled from the post office if you mark that media mail and they open it up and then now you're going to be charged the difference or worst case they're going to charge your customer the difference so you don't want to do that but magazines pretty much will go into a bubble mailer so it just depends if i'm at a if i'm at a garage sale where i pick up a lot of my magazines and if I'm at a garage sale and they have a pile and they're only a couple bucks and if they're, I call them odd, but not, I wouldn't pick up like um, good housekeeping or, right. you know, your standard people or unless there's a big pile of them and they're real cheap, I may, but sorting through the common mm-hmm can take a lot of time. Like I just recently right. have a big pile of golf magazines mm-hmm. and they they don't seem to sell that well. So I'm going to probably, I have golf, golf digest, and then golf, golf week magazines. Right. And I'm just going to put them all together in one box lot and try and get rid right. of them in the $18. I'll charge $18 for shipping because they'll go in a flat rate, large box. Right. So you can just put them all in one. There are so many magazines available, and they've been available for a long time, and magazines can go into business, and and the market changes, and then they go out of business. And, of course, right now, a lot of magazines have switched to online coverage. Some, Some of them are doing both online and print. There's just so much out there. How do you decide which ones are the best to buy which which topics sell well well i know i i've done well in the past with the architectural types Mm -hmm. however they've that market has changed but if you look through a magazine and that maybe doesn't sell well but if you take a look at what the inside story is Mm -hmm. and use that in your keywords sometimes that's desirable like right. it could have been a home that had uh, Michael Jackson's home or right. some celebrity's home, even though it's not on the cover, because of what's inside will help sell the magazine. I noticed in your listings that you sometimes in the title line, the headline, uh, you will put some words in all caps. Is yes. that where you're trying to emphasize What's inside the magazine? Yes, I do tend to break my um, characters up. You get 88 characters, and I'll try to break some up with some caps. And it's just my own um, style where I personally believe that it captures the attention of the category shopper. Because Mm -hmm. on eBay, you've got the search engine shopper, and then you've got the category shopper. Mm -hmm. So... In my opinion, when the category shopper is scrolling down their category and they're, you know, browsing quickly, that the caps kind of bring the eye over. Right, right. So this is just my my um, own theory, of course. In browsing around the internet for various magazines, there are websites that specialize in vintage magazines mm-hmm. and you know antiquarian publications that sort of thing what what i found most interesting in those sites was not so much what they had as what they well 
these sites not only sell, they buy. They put pages up that we will buy your magazines. And the list of what they don't want is really telling. Wow. Uh, and you could almost tell which ones you should be buying and which ones you shouldn't by just having access to that list. If you get, you know, you're shopping with your smartphone and you see a bunch of pick a subject, fishing magazines or something, yep. and you and you go and nobody wants to buy your Sports Illustrated or your fishing magazines, then maybe that's something you should avoid. Right. Because people that are in the trade and buy these things all day long in large quantities, they know what's going to sell and what's not, and what's mm -hmm. going to take up room and what's going to move off the shelves. And I think that's a good way to do it is to go to some of these online websites and find out what they're not buying. Oh, that's a good tip. Clues you in on, on what you should be buying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting if you just go to eBay or to WorthPoint and you put in just the word magazine mm -hmm. and then do highest price first. Some of them are crazy. I think <laughs> it's so interesting, though, but that's how you learn, too, on what to look for mm -hmm. and a lot of times people don't think to do a search like that. They think that, you right. you know, you have to have it all. But um, that that works well for a lot of categories. And, and mm -hmm. I'll just put in, like, if I'm going to travel to a country, I'll put in the name of the country in the top search and look at completed so that I can get a, an idea of what I should look for while I'm in that country to mm -hmm. buy, to come home and sell. Wow, you, you just... Picking all the time. It's, it's in your blood. You go to the doctor and he does blood work and says, what's this picking blood in here? I'm always thinking about making money. It's, it's like an illness. Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to, to pause for a word from our sponsor, but we'll be back in a second. No, we won't. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a seven-day, seven-look-up free trial, go to worthpoint.com. And we're back, and uh, we're with Dana Crawford and Wayne Jordan talking about flipping old magazines. Another tip I wanted to share is different airlines will have rewards programs or different companies will have rewards programs. And part of their rewards is magazines, magazine mm -hmm. subscriptions. So mm -hmm. I really, that's why I've had these, these um, cubby holes full of magazines because I've taken advantage of those rewards and I would search before I would um, order my rewards on to see which kind of magazines sell the best. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I've just, like the last time I did, I just picked a few golf magazines, which I should not have done because mm -hmm. they, they're not great sellers. But I'll try to pay attention. Like Essence magazine sells pretty well on its own. So I'm glad that I actually got a couple years of, of that subscription. So you can pay attention. Cigar magazines types usually do well because celebrities are almost always on the cover of certain mm -hmm. 
you know, magazines like that. So take advantage of those rewards programs that offer free magazine subscriptions. When you have a magazine, how do you decide what category you're going to put it in? I mean, for example, if you've got um, a Sports Illustrated, are you going to put it in sports or are you going to put it in books? Where, Where are you going to put it? Well, as I like to say, follow success. So mm-hmm. when I'm doing my research, I will put it probably in the same category that the the last person that, that had the successful sale with. That's where I okay. would put it. Now, that's another good point because a lot of times I'll click on sell one like this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my magazines, I've done that. So if the last person had all caps, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will I will leave it. I will leave mm-hmm. it. Sometimes I change it, but sometimes I don't. But a lot of times you can list magazines so fast that Mm -hmm. I just click sell one like this. And then I use what title they had, except Mm -hmm. I change and then I'll add the word new and I'll change mine to mine is new because mine are unread. They've never been read. And another good point is when you're sharing photos, I've noticed that some people just go with the cover photo and they don't add any more photos. Mm -hmm. eBay allows 12 photos. Take advantage of that opportunity. Show the front, the back, the four corners, Mm -hmm. and then the contents page, any interesting photographs inside. And on magazines, especially when they're new, it's important to also show the the inserts, the advertising inserts, like the postcards, the that, so then that lets them know it definitely has not been picked up and shuffled through because it's got right. all the original inserts in it. In it, and how do you take pictures? Do you use a camera? Or do you scan these things in a scanner? What? How do you do this? No, we're past those days of scanning. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I used you to might be, <laughs> but not me. No, no, no. I can remember putting my whole Beanie Baby and putting a towel over the scanner and scanning the Beanie Baby. So, yeah, well, this is a magazine, so I thought you might still do that. <laughs> no, I use my phone. It's my best friend when mm-hmm. it comes to listing. So when you click on someone like this, you write from either your computer or your phone, you click on someone like this, and then you can save it as a draft, and then pick up your smartphone and go to your draft folder and add all your photos, and you can Mm -hmm. do this very quickly. So when you're going through your magazine pile, I set it next to your desktop or your smartphone and just start looking up the title. The problem a lot of people run into is they put too many words in that search. And when you're Mm -hmm. putting in too many words, then you get less results because you have to remember all those words that you're putting in search are all the words that somebody would have to have exactly in their title. Not necessarily in the same order, but they would have to have all those words. So less words to start your first search is better. Mm -hmm. Some people don't type out the word magazine either. They'll type just M-A-G. So you have to keep these things in mind when you're doing your research. The other thing that I like about magazines is it also brings, um, not necessarily you're going to make millions off of selling magazines, but Mm -hmm. it's like a a complement to your eBay listings or your eBay Mm -hmm. store. It brings in traffic and hopefully they'll go look at other items. 
I will try to run auctions on a regular basis with my magazines, especially the ones that don't sell as well. Maybe I've had mm -hmm. them on. I have some architectural digests that have been on too long. And I'll start shooting them out for penny auction. I'll have a penny auction and then shipping $6. And nine times out of 10, I will sell that. Sometimes, yes, I sell it for a penny. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's another feedback that I get. It's another future potential customer. And, um, you know, I call that shipping with a smile. You, you, <laughs> you didn't make a lot of money, but you still treat it just like you did for that thousand dollar item. So when you auction, I see that a lot of your listings are fixed price, uh, best offer. And some of them are auctions starting at a penny. How, what do you, are you starting all your auctions at a penny? No, I'll, I'll do that if, if it has low odds sometimes of selling. Right. So if right. I really want to get rid of it, I hate inventory. So <laughs> I, I like to get rid of stuff, even if it's for a penny. Turning inventory is important. Your return on inventory investment is higher when you turn it quickly. Right. Um, even if you have to blow some stuff out the doors. Did you know, now that you mention it, I do have some um, old... Um, NRA type magazines mm -hmm. that I may I may give a shot no pun there over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were working stayed up last night just dreaming that one up. Didn't it just you? came out. Yeah, <sighs> but I may try those over at Etsy. Okay, in trying to think of interesting places to to get magazines, most of the places that folks on forums were talking about are the same. Same ones we always see, you know, flea markets and estate sales and mm -hmm. sometimes antique dealers and that sort of thing. Well, the thrift stores like the the smaller, not the giant Goodwills, but the smaller thrift stores, I've learned that a lot of times the magazines will be in a box under a table and not really you know, noticeable. Another great thing when you subscribe to magazines and you collect um, the subscriptions is when they're unopened, some of them come in sealed plastic. And mm -hmm. that really helps the sale as well. If you have, mm -hmm. you know, the sealed plastic ones, um, the collector's magazines, like I've sold a lot of um, Teen Beat. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I was a teen once. Were you, Wayne? I just yes, can't believe. I know, I know. Hard to believe. I, I was always an old guy. Well, the Teen Beat magazines, of course, I, I used to have those. And I would pull that poster of David Cassidy out and put that mm -hmm. on my wall. Mm -hmm. Now that value has just gone down because it's missing the David Cassidy poster. <laughs> Right. So right. if you have the posters in those rock and roll magazines, that really helps the sale as well. Yeah, I guess it would be like not having a centerfold in your Playboy magazine <laughs> or something. Oh, you mentioned Playboys. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of them online. Same with National Geographic. National Geographic is another one that you'll see a lot of a lot of <laughs> Mm -hmm. when you're when you're um out and about and some of those aren't aren't as valuable as they used to be either however right. the older ones are and the ones that are in the collector's cases you remember mm -hmm. you used to be able to order sleeves to protect your magazines 
It was like a box right. that would yeah. hold the whole year in one. Right. So if you had that to match your collection, you would usually get more money. Yeah, I'm looking at a, a website that advertises that they buy magazines. And the first paragraph, it says, please note, we do not purchase. And the first one in the list is National Geographic. <laughs> Life, Playboy, Sports Illustrated, National Lampoon, Mechanics Illustrated, and on and on and on. It says there are many others we don't buy. There's too many to list. Wow. So uh, that speaks to the to the point I made earlier that websites like this are, are helpful to steer you away from some some of these because it's supply and demand. You know, de the demand is going to be for the things that are rare or unusual or have catchy artwork or nice mm -hmm. articles or you know what's inside can be important too. Like I've in in my collection for a long time, I had a I had a source for pre nineteen uh, twenties uh, ladies home journals. Mm -hmm. Those are the, the you know the the big size ladies' home journals, mm -hmm. uh, and they had oh the advertising was just marvelous in there. Uh, they would advertise things like my favorite was uh, a Kohler electric sink, and I thought this wow an electric sink how, <laughs> how does this keep you from getting electrocuted and dying? But it was essentially an early dishwasher is what it was, oh. <laughs> and. Um, but the ads were wonderful. Cars, uh, the, the automobile ads, mm -hmm. the, the ads for cars that haven't been around since before World War II. And so things like that are just wonderful magazines, but they're, uh, they're not in the best of shape. It's hard to find something that's uh, more than 100 years old and is made of paper mm -hmm. that's not going to be a little bit yellow, ragged around the edges or have some foxing on the pages or stains somewhere it's hard to find ones in in really good shape but i find those those fascinating if i ran into a magazine that was just tattered on on the front and the back and the binding was coming apart and that sort of thing if it still had nice ads in it i'd go in and okay. cut out the ads yeah. and and uh, and the color ads, they had black and white ones and in color, but I'd, I'd stick with the color ones. But you could go pay a dollar or two dollars for one of those old magazines and, and sometimes get as much as ten dollars for one of the ads. Sure. And you go into a magazine, you can get 20 ads out of it. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good investment there. But, it, you know, it takes some work and, you know, a steady hand to cut them out without damaging and that sort of thing. Yeah. One more. Um the more mm -hmm. the risque magazines have to be when you list those on eBay, they have to go in the adult section. If there's any type of nudity on the cover, you you can't have that on the regular magazine area of eBay. You have to put it right. in the adult section. Right. Well, that makes sense to do that. I yeah. didn't even know they. I, I didn't even know they had an adult section. I guess that speaks to where my interests <laughs> lie or <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> something we talked about earlier that rare copies of anything are going to sell yes. better. If it's a, a major news story or there's a celebrity on the cover or a historical event, something like that really doesn't matter so much what the brand of the magazine is. If it has a good story, 
that's a magazine worth buying. And that's when you want to get inside the magazine and take a picture of the table of contents, and some of the ads and some of the articles. And, and I can see how that would help you sell them. Better. And sometimes not only having a picture of the table of contents, but if you want to increase your odds a little bit and you have the time to spend, it's worth typing in your description box the contents, the actual contents, typing mm -hmm. out the words, because there are collectors out there that search and have their, their search set up permanently on eBay to get notices when those words are are popping up and they search title and description and description. Yes. So I've sold many things that way because of taking the time of typing out. I've, if you were to offer our listeners your top three tips for flipping magazines, what would they be? Take your time. Research, research, research. That's like uh, real estate salesman. Location, location, location. <laughs> no, it is. It's a. It's a fact. You have to research before you list. I can't preach mm -hmm. that enough. But once once you research, then you can sell one like this, and and then um, have twelve photos. And mm -hmm. show all the important parts and the keywords. I know I just went over the limit, but mm -hmm. no, that's fine. That's fine. That's that's good. You, I'm sure they the, they listen for things like that. And the more you give, the the better it is for the One. show. And all right, so flip it for sure. But you might want to skip some of those. Okay. Well, here we are, the end of episode eleven. And I'm looking forward to doing the next one because uh, I'm having fun doing this. Thanks, Wayne. Turn the page. Okay. Flip, flip, flip. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.